Thank you for choosing to listen to episode number 47 of Kansas City Food Memories. My guest today is Ron Reagan. Not that Ron Reagan or the other Ron Reagan. This is Kansas City's Ron Reagan, formerly of Reagan's Riverboat Restaurant down in the Westport, as well as five other restaurants. Even if you've never heard of them, you're going to love this episode. Ron's got a lot of stories, some good friends called in today uh, to share some of those memories. So sit back and relax, and don't forget, this is a tape presentation of a live radio show. So do not call in or text in when prompted. Thank you very much. Good morning. This is Robert Dunsing, and thank you for tuning in today to Kansas City Food Memories, where we talk about the people, places, and food that make Kansas City such a great place to live. My guest last week was Bob Walkenhorst of the Rainmakers. Here's the funny thing. I started the show as a fan of the Rainmakers, and now I'm a huge fan of the man. If you have any interest in music or people in Kansas City and people that care, go back and listen to that. Go to any podcast platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, and just look for Kansas City Food Memories. You'll be able to listen to that. It's well worth it. And he actually played a song, an original song, on the radio, um, which the funny story is. So I had told him right before we started that he was the third musical artist I've had on my show, and he goes, who are the others? He goes, well, here's the funny story. He goes, um, or I told him, I said, Marilyn May was the first one. He goes, really? He goes, I have a song about Marilyn May. He goes, I wrote a story. He wrote a song about what it was like when he was working with his dad as a kid. They would listen to Jack Tobin, Toby Tobin's dad, on the radio while they were working on the newspaper route. And he wrote the song about Marilyn May and other things about growing up in Kansas City. So that's fun. My guest today is Ron Reagan of Reagan's Riverboat in Westport. There will be other aspects to the story as well, but that's the primary place that we'll start. Ron, welcome to Kansas City. Go ahead and turn on your microphone, the red button. Uh, There you go. Go ahead and turn that on. There you go. Good morning, Ron. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. And then pull the microphone so it's in front of you when you're trying to talk to me. Okay. All right. Welcome to the radio show. It's uh, good to be here. Yeah, this, this will be interesting. So, uh, I had never heard of your restaurant, so I didn't move here until 86, and I was young out of college, and I didn't have an appreciation for food and history then that I developed. With your personality, I would have hired you in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I just, just um, I, I may need that offer. <laughs> so what was uh, Reagan's Riverboat? Reagan's, uh, it started out as uh, a place called Uncle John's Riverboat. My dad okay. bought it. Uh, took the Uncle John's and took as many letters as he could, made Reagan's out of it, and then called it Reagan's Riverboat. All these bright neon lights. Um, but that's this, your last name too, right? It is our last okay. name. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny how economics affect the name of a restaurant. I can't remember who else it was that, um, was it Tony's Tavern? No, that, that they kept the name because they couldn't afford to buy a new sign. You know, on the neon sign, that was a big deal, but... It's kind of funny, but that's the nature of people in the restaurant business. That this isn't something that we plan out, you know, for two, three years doing the. You have to be kind of uh, cautious on how you spend money sometimes. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So that you changed it, the name to Reagan's Riverboat. Why the word Riverboat? Uh, because it was there to begin with. It was a huge and neon be, sign, and it'd be too expensive to change that many letters. Well, we could have changed it, but it was uh, it was dazzling. I mean, as you drove up Southwest tra- Traffic Way. Uh, across Westport Road, and you saw this sign. It was it was very uh, uh, attractive. Okay, so when did your dad take over? Uh, I would say 1970, 73. Okay, 
And were you working in the restaurant from day one, or no? I started. Uh, I was. Uh, I went to Michigan State and then Northwestern, and I graduated at Northwestern. And uh, they set me up with interviews for. Uh, I wanted to go into sales because I took marketing at Northwestern. Okay. So I was going to go into food sales and c- contact restaurants and do all that. And they, uh, every one of the companies, Ralston, Purina, Pillsbury. Uh, Every one of them had restaurants, and they put me into those interviews. Uh, so I had to, I had to kind of look at that, and uh, I got away from uh, from that and interviewed uh, Ralston Purina. They hired me down at uh, uh, Food Maker, which operated the Jack in the Box restaurants, and we started building little, uh, very nice restaurants down in San Diego. So it was, it was, uh, it was a good start. Okay. So, um, hey, Rocco. If you're listening, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. For the listeners out there, the phone number is 913-586-7798. That's the text line and the phone line. So if any of you out there have early memories or some special memory or question of Reagan's Riverboat, you're welcome to text in or call in. We'll work that in um, as we can during this. So the Riverboat, was it decorated as a Riverboat theme or what? I mean, why did the first person put some kind of named Riverboat in uh, it was a big fish place to begin with, uh, a lot of catfish and stuff like that. We eventually went to lobsters. Um, I He had things in there that the original owner that looked like riverboat stuff, but uh, we didn't really uh, amplify that when we got the restaurant. All right. So in talking to as many people as I could about Reagan's Riverboat, the three foods people remember, and I'll and comment about each one of these, all you can eat, crab legs. How long did you do that? Uh, about four years. Okay. I they mean, went up and down in price. And so yeah. it was. Uh, it oh, was, yeah. I mean, was that something that was big before you guys did that? Uh, yeah, I think it was. We uh, mimicked. Uh, my dad was uh, really sharp on just noticing things that had to be done. And uh, he, he mimicked somebody else's uh, crab leg clusters. So. Okay. Mimicked. I like that. Yeah. Jim Eddy has a saying that if you, if you take one idea, it's stealing. If you take multiple ideas, it's research. So, so your dad did research. He was he was very good at research. He took good at research, man, with that. All right. So, then why did you quit doing that? Just too expensive, or uh, it got too expensive, and uh, other things started to take over. You know what's ironic about that is that you were called Reagan's Riverboat, and you did crab legs, and for the last twenty years. The only place you could really get crab legs was at a literal riverboat, the buffets that were funded by the casinos. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'll talk about those casinos later. Oh, no, no, we'll stay out of that. All right, so um, the other thing was a, a Reuben, but somebody told me that you served one and a half Reubens when they ordered a sandwich. What is that? There was a, a bakery up the street that uh, I would walk up to, and we'd order our uh, uh, pumpernickel bread, and they'd make a loaf of it. And instead of slicing it like conventional... We sliced it through the long way. Okay. And so uh, you had a Reuben sandwich, which was made with something, the, the, the length and the width of a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we uh, grilled it, we cut it into two places and took the middle spot and put that on top of the two ones that we slid together. It was a, it was a gorgeous-looking okay. sandwich. Where did you hear about that? Well, I'm, I can't tell. I'm, I'm not going to reveal my sources. <laughs> hey, um, all right. Uh, so, Ron, let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick. Let's go to. Um, let's go and go to Jim Eddy. Jim Eddy. Yeah, put your head hold on. Jim, are you there? I'm here. How well, are you? Well, wonderful. You got my old friend, Mr. Reagan, on there. We go back a long way. Our family and his family. 
Do, Gee, do, many Christmas. Do you have any good stories about about um, Ron that he might not share? <laughs> no, he was a good boy all the time. And Gary, his his folks, his dad and mom, and my dad and mom were contemporaries. Did a lot of things together in the restaurant association. And uh, gee, the memories, Ron. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. Good to hear from you. Uh, good, you bet. You. How's Gary doing? He's doing well. He's um, he's retired, as you know, but he's uh, walking his dog seven miles every day and riding his bike. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah, he's keeping in shape. That's great. Gee, I remember when you all, 95th and Nall, opened up Reagan's there. You remember that? Were you around then? I was. Uh, I was there. I was working at uh, 80th and Metcalf at the time, and uh-huh. uh, Dad uh, had a picture taken with uh, the governor. His uh, uh-huh. his uh, brother or somebody owned that uh, parcel of land, and so uh, they had shovels out and they were digging into the ground to uh, you know start Reagan's at 95th and all. Mm-hmm. Boy, that one was was a big hit. I remember that. My father looked at that and he said, "What a fabulous location!" He called your dad and he said, "You hit the jackpot." <laughs> My memory about my memory about that place was that we sold more coffee there than uh, anybody else in town. People just came in, sat down, had a cup of coffee, and left. Well, no, hell, you were halfway to Tulsa in those days. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're at ninety fifth and all. Yeah, it was plowed ground. Yeah. So, so, are you retired now? I'm retired. Yes. Oh, sorry to hear that. You yeah. were so good in the restaurant business. Oh, I tell you what, we had a lot of a lot of fun over the fifty eight years in it. Uh-huh. And uh, it was lots of fun, and met great people, and saw our city grow up. Our our city's revived again. That new airport's going to make it for us, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim's my favorite caller to the show. He knows almost everybody guest I have, and has a story about him. You know, I told you that yeah. one of the favorite thing that people that listen to the show is how we connect so many dots on this show. Well, this is a good Unbelievable. This is yeah. a good six degrees of separation. I think there's two degrees of separation. Well, well if, if if you're my, you're better than Kevin Bacon. You're the Kansas City version of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Hey, well, Jim, you need to come by and see me this week. I need to talk to you about a couple of things. I'll, I'll come by. I'm planning on it. All right. So, Ron, good to see you. And best to all your family. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And beyond. Thanks, Jim. Good, good, hear, good to hear from you. All right. Thanks, you Jim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love that guy. He's I mean, it's just, it's, he is the spirit of, of what makes Kansas City so wonderful. You know, I mean, I told you beforehand, you know, that, that, that the reason I love him so much, he never has a bad word saying, he wouldn't even give me a good story about you. And I know he has them. I can tell by the snicker that he had a story or two about you when you were a kid, but he'll give them to me this week. All right. Yeah, he'll give it to me in person. Just don't mention it on air later, okay? Uh, I, I, no promises here. Read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we were, um, so we're, so he brought up a couple of restaurants or the other locations. So the first location was there at Westport. So I know that uh, Jasper sent me a text. He loved going to the one at Redbridge and Holmes. That was um, a good restaurant. We we changed the name on it. Uh, 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 about 1989, something like okay. that. But uh, the first restaurant was called the Dario. It was my dad's. He started off with an ice cream store. He uh, he began in uh, with Arctic ice cream. Okay. And uh, he was a salesman, and so he had this really nice office which had a fountain in it, chairs, and just looked like a, a drugstore uh, 
soda bar. So Reagan's Riverboat wasn't the first restaurant he it had? It was the sixth. Oh, the sixth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Dad started the Dario, and then about two years later, he uh, changed it into Reagan's uh, Drive-In. Okay. And uh, so he started... So what was that at? It was at uh, in John on Johnson Drive, right uh, uh, right about Belinda and Johnson Drive. Okay. It was next to an Allen's Drive-In, in front of an A and P uh, store, and right sure. next to a uh, Hudson Oil Station. We were um, we started with uh, hamburgers and French fries and things like that, and he made the most famous hamburger I think of Kansas City. It was called the Chef Burger. Okay. And, and I would welcome people to call in that remember the Chef Burger because it was it was to me a fantastic sandwich. So how on Johnson Drive you said? Yes. How far was that from the first Smacks? Oh, Do you remember? I think Smacks uh, began to take over Allen's Drive-in. Uh, well, because I remember because uh, we had some of the people talking about the, the original one of the store and family members talk about the first Smacks that opened up in I think '65. Uh, Okay. They had the, the the brought in elephants from the zoo and all kinds of stuff, but that was the very first one before they opened up a whole bunch of them. I must have been out of town when the elephants come. Yeah, yeah, on that one. All right. So what were some? So the three locations that I know of, besides the uh, the Reagan's uh, Riverboat, there's 80th and Metcalf. Right. And then did you say that you worked at that one? I worked at that one. My brother uh, later bought that restaurant okay. and. Uh, uh, he's deceased now, but uh, he d he did real well with that. It's right next to Whitehaven Motel, which is not right. well, not yeah. there anymore. Yeah, they saved the sign for that. That's in the museum. Oh, there's oh, yeah, That's the Whitehaven Motel. So the 95th and Knoll. Yes, uh, third restaurant that we had, and uh, then we went to uh, 110th and Holmes, and did Reagan's uh, there, at, right across the street from uh, the uh, golf course. Okay, somebody and told me that was a birthday present to you. Was that true? I don't remember that. You don't remember no. that? All right. No. Somebody said that. I thought that was an interesting story. Yeah. And then uh, that was uh, our fourth restaurant. Then we went up to uh, 64th and North Oak in Gladstone okay. and uh, built a uh, a restaurant there called Reagan's. And then uh, Dad eventually uh, noticed that the riverboat down there was getting ready for sale, and he he bought it. So what uh, did you have the same menu at all those restaurants besides the riverboat? The coffee shops, yes. Okay, yes. so those were all coffee shops, not hamburger shops? Or? Yeah, Reagan's, 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 and uh, I, I was going through these menus earlier, mm -hmm. and I cannot believe the prices. Oh, yeah, everybody's shocked at that. Yeah. But, I mean, you can go back two years now and look at the prices. That that's true. Doing. I mean, that's, you know, that's just something that changes, and people talk about that, but, you know, that the price of a home was only $10,000, too. I think COVID made a big change in restaurant prices. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you get that every so many years. The big, re big recessions is what changed that. Right. You know, and this we just had a kind of a triple witching this time. You had the recession that affected prices of ingredients for restaurants. Then you had COVID and an awakening of people wanting to have quality of life that really uh, uh, forced the wages for restaurant workers to go up. And it's justifiable. You know, I mean, people should be able to make a living and be able to survive without working three jobs. Yeah, amen. You know, so th then you have people that, that, that are spending less money. So, I mean, it's been a tough time to own restaurants. Amen. Stuff, but yeah. So it's um. So on those restaurants, so Reagan's Riverboat was that the first full blown restaurant that had that big of a menu? It did. Yeah. It, it was a. It was a kind of a nighttime dinner restaurant. We did a lot of lunches, but um, it was a great dinner restaurant. Okay. So um, how scary was? Were you involved when your dad was creating that or? changing over to buying that and he got that yours. and i was working uh, out in uh, 
uh, Colorado at Keystone uh, Ski Resort. Sure. I had uh, taken a job, as I said, with uh, Ralston Purina. They bought this area, and uh, they brought in a food maker to do the food. And I was the uh, guy that they transferred to run the food service at Keystone. So I worked there for a year and then uh, went back to San Diego for about a year and then left there and came and joined Dad in, mm-hmm. in our restaurants. And I, I became the uh, manager of the riverboat and did that for about a uh, year and a half, two years, and then became general manager of the restaurants. Okay. How much did you guys change the menu after you took it over? Uh, not a lot. It, uh, it, it had a following. So we, we wanted to kind of, you know, get on the uh, trail with that uh, following and uh, okay. we did. How were the onion rings? Uh, at at the riverboat, they weren't onion rings, but at the Whiskers of Westport, the onion rings were fantastic. So you had two restaurants. No, I'm sorry, Whiskers uh, Whisker Rivies out at Redbridge. We changed uh, the 110th and Holmes restaurant to Whisker Rivies. We could not call it Whiskey Rivers because it was illegal to call something Bourbon Street, Scotch and Sirloin, or something. You had okay. to, so we we changed the name to Whisker Rivies. Okay, so when it became Whiskey Rivies. You owned Whisker that. Whisker Rivies. Whisker Rivies. Okay, but you guys own that. Yes. All right, because there, there's a whole Facebook discussion whether or not that was you guys or not. Yes, it was It was us, and uh, it, it became a very popular restaurant. Uh, guys like you, uh, radio announcers, would uh, say, yeah, and here is Whiskey Rivers and, uh, no, Whisker Rivies, and they'd, yeah. they'd, they'd mispronounce it. Oh, it yeah. was funny. Well, you know, the, our, you know we are, some of our favorite old memories have to do with food, and we kind of muddle things up a little bit and kind of get mixed up on the location. And, and so, so I, had, I saw at least I saw several people that talked about that, that Reagan's, whatever it was, had uh, amazing onion rings. So it, you said it was not onion rings at the riverboat. It was, it was at Whisker Rivies. Whisker Rivies. Yeah. No, it'd be easier if you just changed that to Whiskey River. I think there's a restaurant in town not called Whiskey. I know that River. everybody mispronounces this. It's yeah. funny. But the onion rings, we took uh, we took big yellow onions. They had to be jumbo. Okay. And uh, we cut the ends off, and then we'd peel the skin, and then we would uh, cut the onion into three pieces through the center, and we would take off about the first four layers of onions, and the middle onions became uh, stuff that we used for uh, other ingredients like okay. chili and stuff like that. But those things were put into a beer batter that was just fantastic. Hmm. Well, it, we did a whole episode just on onion rings. So I've done two food-centric. I did one on pork tenderloins. I did one on onion rings. And we spent the entire hour, hour reminiscing about our favorite onion rings from back then and those that, you know, that we still like today. I'd like to uh, get you involved with the Chef Burger then because that was the best hamburger in town. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. It's, so uh, Rod Gray, a famous uh, barbecue competitor in a town and president of the Barbecue Society, he's doing research currently on smash burgers. We're going to do one show on smash burgers, and then we'll do another one on the, full, the thicker, more gourmet-style hamburgers. Right. So I'm going to do two different shows on that. Good. Well, you know the Chef Burger was a smash burger. And, uh, and we would uh, use a uh, ice cream scoop, and we'd uh, reach into the uh, bucket of uh, seasoned meat and scoop these things out, two and a quarter inch pat, uh, ounce patties, and then we would smash them onto the grill. And you cook quickly, and to scrape them off, you had to have a very sharp spatula. Right. It was fun. Well, it's funny that that was big in the 60s and 70s. You know, there's a lot of places, you know, that, um, you know, uh, Smacks did it. 
Winstead, know, Winstead's, yeah, Winstead's you know, made, made the, then it went away to thicker hamburgers as became the big thing. Right. You know, like we're talking, you know, Red Robin and some of these other places, you know, other chains and, and restaurants went thicker. And now the, the, the smash burgers making a huge comeback because of the Blackstone grills. You've seen that because, because now people can buy a Blackstone grill, which gives them the ability to create things that they did at the old diners. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's kind of fun. It's funny. I, I'm on a couple of foodie groups that watching these people have discussions, and they'll try to do a smash burger. They'll take a, a one-ounce burger and make it about six inches across, where it's about the thickness of a paper, and it cooks in about five seconds. My, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, my dad had me uh, working uh, at the Dario. It became the Reagans, and we uh, were cooking there. And I'm 12 years old, and I'm back there cooking Chef burgers and burgers yeah. and that's, you know, reaching up as high as I yeah. can to scrape the griddle. And some guy is looking in the rear window watching me scrape this thing. And he walks over to the back window and he goes, cancel my order. I'm not having a 12-year-old cut, you know, cook my. <laughs> so his dad laughed at that and it was, he left me, uh, yeah. he let me do it oh, yeah. continuously. But Well, I mean, you're not going to be able to eat it. If you have that attitude, you're not going to eat any family restaurant back in the day. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's, you know, the restaurant survived because of the cheap labor of family, right. you know, working there, things right. like that. So that the, wasn't everybody's hamburgers more like a smash hamburger back then? The real not, thin you know, not that I recall. I know Winstead's was, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't recall. That. Okay. Because a lot of those drive-ins, things like that, is just part, part of the allures that cook faster, you know, oh. the crispiness and crunchiness of the... You know, it's funny how the uh, blood that's in the meat... Yeah caramelizes as you do yeah. that and so you get a nice little uh, dark uh finish on the top side yeah. as you turn it over yeah. it's, it's nice looking yeah i mean you know some of those sandwiches even white castles you know uh, they, they went totally different they steamed it on top of the onions right but you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of art and creativity in, in doing the hamburgers doing mass market <laughs> yeah. so you're going to get a kick out of this text over here somebody texted in and they actually got everything spelled correct they said my all-time favorite restaurant Whisker Ribby's was their Friday night treat for the staff at Red Bridge Kennel. <laughs> That's great. So, I mean, it's pretty good for them to keep keep those words straight after uh, that, all these that years. That was quite a little shopping center out there, Red Bridge. It was, it was fun. Yeah. So when you were back then, what were some favorite restaurants that you enjoyed going to eat at that, you, that bring back fond memories for you? Um, yeah. Well, I, I would go to... Uh, uh, the greenhouse, uh, Costello's greenhouse. Costello's okay. greenhouse. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Harry Starker's. That was a okay. great restaurant. And uh, Cliff Bath was a friend of ours. Uh, Cliff Bath used to work with uh, Ken Hill and uh, okay. knew knew all of them. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, Cliff Bath ran the leather bottle, which Ken Hill was talking about uh, on his show a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. Okay. All right. Let me interrupt you. Hey Rocco, let's go ahead and go to. Um Let's go to the line with Susan. Are you there, Susan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you have for us? What memory did we well, trigger? Um, Dario. Dario is my favorite restaurant since I was about 10 years old. Um, my uh, grade school was Westwood View, and we didn't have a lunchroom. So when we were in fifth and sixth grade, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we walked to Dario for our lunch and then walk back to school, which was unusual. And then I went there from, oh, all through junior high and high school and beyond. And do you remember, Ron, do you remember Les, the cook? 
Oh, Leslie Augustus. Yes, I love that man. Oh. When I would walk in the door, he'd say, hi, grilled cheese. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, <laughs> he fixed me a grilled cheese every time. Yeah. And there was he another was guy, Lonzo Lawnberger. Lon- he was the other chef that, or cook. Yeah. You know, they were just, they were characters. They were great. And then Kathy, the dear, sweet Kathy, the waitress. Kathy Gottner. <laughs> She put up with so much crap from us. Oh, she was, and she was. She had two sons that uh, would come down there, and they were they were good friends of ours, and uh, oh, they never they worked were, for us. Great. But yeah, it was fun. And then she hated the song Louie Louie, and we played it over and over and over again. <laughs> and she would, she hated it. She just hated it. But we all had a great time. Now your brother Jim was uh, managing when I was there most of the time, because yeah. I think you're just a couple years older than I am. But I remember most all of your family, and our family and your family both would go down to the Muehlbach on Easter. Oh. And and I'd see you guys over there, and my parents would talk to your parents. And um, your mother was beautiful, absolutely beautiful woman. Yeah. And yeah. sweet and kind. You're, remi- you're reminding me of my dad taking us to uh, the plaza to Pooch's. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was uh, that, that's a kind of a restaurant I'd forgotten about. But uh, we'd uh-huh. go down to Mulebach once in a while, and then he'd take us to Pooch's once in a while. And Well, Susan, yeah. I'm glad I, you I, called in. Ron was having a hard yeah. time coming up with food memories. <laughs> you, you've come up with more for him than he did. Well, I'm telling you, every time they say, what's, what's a restaurant you wish would come back, I say Dario. It was fabulous. They had fabulous everything. And for some reason, the tacos there. We're really good, and they don't make them like that anywhere else. Yeah, uh, Dad had a, a, a little trough that he built those in, and uh, we oh. used we used the shaved lettuce uh, for the chef burger, of course. Yes, and that yes. shaved lettuce was such a good thing to put on things. It was so easy to uh, organize, uh, you know, and, and uh-huh. so I, I enjoyed shaved lettuce. Well, everything was good, and it was a great restaurant, and all my friends met there for years and years. I'll, I'll never forget it. Well, thank you for your call. Well, Susan, sure. thank you for the very specific memories. In the next two to three weeks, I'm going to have open calls about old restaurants that you remember. So do a little thinking and make, write some notes now. I want you to call in with that, okay? I will. I will. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, Ron, I'm going to take a quick break here, uh, talk about a couple of things. But when we come back, I want you to share a story about Reagan's Riverboat and a famous bartender, a very popular bartender used to have worked there. I can't wait. All right, so I want you to share some stories about that and uh, what all was going on with that. I'll do it. Because I've heard that from multiple people. Good. All right, so for those out there, we have some open lines. So if you want to call in with a question or story about Reagan's Riverboat or any of the other restaurants or even about Smash Burgers or something else that that we brought up that may have triggered some memories, our phone number is 913 Five eight six seven seven nine eight. It'll be just a few minutes. Um, I want to hear the story from Ron about the, his bartender. But that number again is nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Now, in case you don't didn't notice, I still don't have any sponsors or commercials on the show, so we have a full hour, and that makes this a hobby, not a, a well, actually, an expensive hobby of mine. So please come out and support Best Regards Bakery and Cafe, so I can continue this indulgence of mine of talking to amazing people. Start off by signing up for the email uh, newsletter for best regards at makethemsmile.com. That's the website, and you really want to go there. I just activated online ordering for our holiday and Christmas cookies and treats. Go to makethemsmile.com. You'll see photos 
um, of, of many of the things I'm doing. I'll be sending my first email asking for um, suggesting people place their Christmas orders now before we start booking up. So the listeners, you'll actually get a one- or two-day head start if you go look at that today. That's makethemsmile.com. One new thing I have is I have a new almond cookie. I put a couple of those in your box there. It's kind of it's the green. It's like a, some people call it a Grinch cookie, but that's trademark. So I call it the mean green cookie. It's almond, uh, almost like a soft almond shortbread cookie. But then uh, you'll see pictures of the Christmas, Hanukkah, or holiday cookie platters that would be perfect for um, business gifts, hostess gifts, or just friends and family. And let basically let us do all the baking for you this year, so save you a little bit of time. I'm almost done with my version of the Plaza 3 steak soup. This has probably been the number one dish that's coming up, that's come up on my show that people miss. I spent a lot of time working on this. I got the recipe from Costello's Greenhouse for the Italian wedding soup. So we have that on our menu um, every so often. Plaza 3, that if this works and people like this, I'll probably keep this permanently on my menu. But here's the interesting thing. The Plaza 3 Steakhouse has been around for, what, 50 years, 40 years? And so the, the recipe has actually changed over time. And so I know all the multiple generations of it. And part of it is I, I put a lot of thought and time and effort into this. I think this will probably be the best-selling soup we've ever done. So if you want to know when I want to start selling that, sign up for my email. I'll be sending an email Monday, and I'll be telling you exactly what day that we start doing that. And you'll want to be a big part of that. And so, but one thing, I, you can rest assured that I've maintained the spirit of the way Plaza 3 made their soup over the generations. And so I'll be respectful about that, but man, it's good. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is our sugar cookies, our decorative sugar cookies. We're pretty famous for those. You've seen them on radio shows, you've seen, or you've seen them on TV news, uh, newspaper, all kinds of stuff. And during Super Bowl and some occasions, we'll have a line at the door, start at the door two hours before we open. So they're big thick, soft sugar cookies with iced, and they are absolutely beautiful. We, during the holidays, one thing that I want to assure you is that we keep the quality during the holidays that we do during the quiet time. So it still has the same attention to detail and all of that. We are taking pre-orders for those for the entire month of December. So if you want to get ahead before we start blocking off dates, go to the website, makethemsmile.com. All right, let's get back to the fun stuff. Well, let me... Let me talk about your cookies. Yeah. They are gorgeous. Oh, I aren't mean, they? I, I, mm. I'm not going to eat one until this is over, but I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to have one. Well, you know, the way I, I make everything old school. Every recipe we have, we make from scratch from recipe that I created. I use European butter, Madagascar bourbon vanilla. I just, I obsess over the details, and it's just, I can't make everything in the world. So what I do make, I want it to be the best that I can possibly do. You'll so enjoy that. So 20 years from now, there's going to be another... Uh, person like yourself that's going to be wanting this recipe. And yeah. He's going to, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll take that long before they they mess <laughs> us, but we, you know, we shall see. All right, so uh, Reagan's Riverboat down there, you had music acts over there. I saw a couple things. There was, um, who's, who was it? I saw a piano player. Peggy, famous. Peggy Clark. Yep, you had Peggy Clark there. You had a psychic that became famous, uh, Lee Randall. Yeah. Um, he was a psychic that did your shows. They ended up turning it into a radio career, if I understand right. You also had a famous bartender. Uh, I had a lot of famous bartenders, but the one you're talking about uh, is Manny Lopez. Yeah. And uh, Manny worked there. Uh, when I gathered, when I joined my dad, uh, I I became kind of a manager at the restaurant. Uh, Manny was already a manager there. Um, 
we expanded the restaurant to a bigger bar and uh, where we added entertainment. And Manny became the manager of the, of the bar at that point. What a personality. I mean, he just mixed and mingled with everybody and talked to him, had fun. Uh, a great bartender, too. I mean, he just he could make drinks so fast. Um, well, well, let me, so back in the day, were there a lot of um, bars in Westport from day one? Quite a few, yes. Okay, all yes. right. And um, we, were st- we were kind of a standout because we were right there on the traffic way and we had this Conestoga wagon and sitting in front of our uh, shopping center. Um, it was really, it was really good. Whose wagon was that? How did that start? Uh, it was there uh, when uh, the shopping center was built and uh, Cooper Weeks was the owner of it uh, when we uh, got there. And uh, I don't really know the history on that uh, covered wagon. All right. So tell me, so about Manny Lopez and who was, was Madeline your mom? Yes. Okay. And so, James was my dad. Okay. All right. So uh, Manny is, uh, he's the uh, manager of the restaurant or the bar. And uh, my cousin Charlie uh, Reagan's working there, and uh, he's a he's he's a great bartender, good personality. Um, Charlie is or uh, Manny is uh, mixing with this one guy named Richard DeCruff, and Richard is a, a BMA uh, insurance salesman, and uh, they they put their heads together and uh, they start to plan a restaurant. And I didn't know anything about this, but uh, Charlie is uh, connected to my uh, dad's brother's original restaurant on Southwest Boulevard called Reagan's. And uh, so Reagan's closed, and uh, it was taken over by uh, uh, Freddie Bonadonna. And Freddie had poor Freddie's down in uh, the River Key, and he d- I think he named this place Freddie's, and it operated for s- quite some time, and then it closed, and... Uh, uh, Richard DeCruff and Manny started to, to look at it and talk to Charlie, and they got all these things lined up. So um, they pull your, pull your microphone in front. So they uh, so uh, Manny and Richard uh, put their heads together very well, and they started to plan this Manny's Mexican restaurant. So uh, it's getting close to uh, an opening. It's probably a couple of months away, and. Uh, Richard DeCruff is uh, enjoying himself down at the Hyatt Regency on one of the walkways, and uh, bingo, walkway collapses, and Richard DeCruff is deceased. So it was too bad. Uh, Manny now is on his own, and his wife Vivian uh, is a pretty good uh, businesswoman. She helped uh, get things going, and uh, so they opened up Manny's, and uh, it was it was a success overnight, just just perfect. And I lost I lost my best employee there for oh yeah, you know. but but it's 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 worth it to see a good person succeed. Oh yeah, it was, and Manny was Manny was just delightful person to be around. He had uh, when he worked at uh, uh, the Riverboat, which was then called Westport One. Uh, his uh, cousin. Rudy Garcia worked okay. there as a bartender, and Rudy opened up a restaurant right up the street from us on Westport Road called Rudy's. All right, uh, oh, uh, Ron, we got several calls lined up. So, oh um, so you got your so when when you're looking this direction, you need to move the the microphone because it goes behind you. All right, so Rocco, let's go and go to Linda. Let's go to Linda on line one. Are you there, Linda? Oh, I'm here. All right, what do you have for us? Well, I don't know which Reagan I'm talking to, but I remember when. Um, I was I've been in the 70s that um, my husband and I would go to Reagan's on Metcalf around 80th, and the waitress was named Patty. And she and I became kind of friends, and we actually 
uh, got together at each other's house and, and, and had young babies that we would bring and get together. Was there a Patty that is part of the Reagan family? Uh, there was, but she did not work there. Well, I remember a Patty, I think. But anyway, I used to love Reagan's, and we went every Saturday morning to have our breakfast there. That's great. And I don't know how many young people reminisce about these old restaurants, but I love to do it. And I had one that my family and I, growing up, used to go after church, which is a really treat. It was called the Valentine. And it was a hamburger joint. But to us, it was a real ritzy place as we didn't go out to eat much. So I just love, but Reagan's was one of my favorite places on Saturday morning. I'm glad to hear it. I'm I'm looking at a menu right now, and uh, the uh, number one club breakfast, uh, it, there, there are five of them, number one through number five. Uh, number one was 95 cents, three strips of oh. bacon, two <laughs> eggs, hash browns, potato, toast, jelly, you know, all that stuff. It was Unbelievable. really good. I, oh, my gosh. I wish I had those days back. I, I'm one of those who love the old days, the new days. I don't know who has any restaurant that they remember as much as we remember the old ones. Well, that's, great. Uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, but I love all those ones you talk about. I love your show. And if I'm driving and the show's on and I have to stop, I won't go in until I finish <laughs> listening to your show. <laughs> so I, I waste a lot of time in the car, but I don't call it wasting. But oh, I, no. I just love the show. Reminiscing is my favorite thing to do. It keeps us all young, Linda. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for sharing okay. those stories. Okay, thank all you. Right, have Bye. a good weekend. All right, uh, before I go to the next caller, Ryan, it's really interesting. On the text line, I've got several calls. More people are sending texts texts about uh, whiskers than uh, than Ron's Riverboat. I, I can believe that. That's interesting. You know, Whisker Rivies was a busy, busy restaurant. Yeah. And uh, it uh, it did well. We uh, I opened up a restaurant about uh, four miles from there called the Sunset Grill on State Line, 129th of yeah. State Line. How long and, ago was that? That was in 19... Uh, That's still around, isn't it? Oh, no. It's nope. uh, it's now called the uh, Peanut, and it became several other restaurants. Okay. Uh, the Murray's owned it, uh, and then it became the Peanut, and uh, it's a, the Peanut's a good spot, too. Yeah. But um, when we uh, we had the riverboat, uh, what was I trying to look here for a date? All right. All right. Well, well don't get too distracted. Okay, uh, Ron, let's... Uh, Rocco, let's go to line three. I have a David. David, are you there? Good morning. Hello. Well, this is Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Dave, uh, do you have a good story about Ron that he wouldn't volunteer? About 50 of them, but let's just try one good one here. <laughs> All right. he, he, was a dy- he was a force in Kansas City back in the 70s and 80s, uh, head of the Missouri Restaurant Association, of course, the Kansas City Restaurant Association. He was a force on the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, he was kind of a big deal, but he also had a balloon company. I don't know if you knew the Hot Air Balloon Company and that world. I used to be general manager of Worlds of Fun and Oceans of Fun there 13 years. And uh, we had balloon races out there, and Ron would come out and be part of the balloon races. Actually, he was one of the leaders, and I uh, got to know him a little bit there. He's kind of a big deal. I wasn't a big deal at the time, still ain't. Not, but, not uh, like you are now, right? That way, yeah. I'm all, <laughs> my day is come and gone. But uh, I got through Ron. I met his sister, Julie, uh, Julie Reagan. Julie and I got married, and uh, my last name being Bush, we were the Reagan Bush team, and <laughs> we got we got married at Whisker River, or we got an incredible reception at Whisk. Pardon me at uh, at West, the Riverboat that Ron yeah. put on. Three hundred people that were just 
I mean, the food was out of this world. Well, Dave, I got to tell you, because I, I didn't tell him who you were. So he's going through all the emotions and facial expressions trying to figure out what story you're going to tell and try to identify your voice. <laughs> uh, well, we, we uh, that day at, 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 pardon me, at the riverboat, FedEx arrived. That was a big deal getting a FedEx package back in those days. But one arrived at the restaurant, and it was a letter from Ronald and Nancy Reagan wishing the Reagan-Bush team the best uh, of the future. So we, had, of course, had a big deal out of that and read it at the reception. And, and then later on, in, uh, Ronald, uh, as he got out of the restaurant business and tried to take a break, I wouldn't let him. Uh, he helped me open up uh, five water parks down in Texas. We ended up with seven down there, and Ron helped us open the first five. He took care of all the food service business. So he was my roommate down there. You know, we're both kind of old farts, and, and we just had a big old time. And, of course, I can't tell you how much I love him, uh, but we just had a great time, and his family's incredible. Uh, but, Ron, sorry, I snuck up on you there, buddy, but uh, had to tell him about how much you've done for for us and for Kansas City. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Dave, while I have you on the phone, is there any other restaurant from the 70s or 80s you really miss? That you wish you I'd know, do a show I would on. Spend a lot of time at Hands. Okay. That 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 was you know with I probably ate more there than I did at home uh, because you know it's the plaza. There was things happening. I was in my twenties and early thirties, okay. and, two, and two always weeks. a lot of fun there. All right. So two weeks ago, I had Ken Hill from Gilbert oh, yeah. Robinson on my show. If you did not hear that show, go back and listen to the podcast. They talk about Good. what the process they went through before they opened up Hands and where the name came from. Fun, yeah, I absolutely will do that. Yeah. I live in Northern California and heard heard that Ron was going to be on. So oh, that's awesome! I'll go back, yeah, go, go back in the archives. Yeah, yeah go back and do that. You'll. Uh, it's what's interesting on my show because I don't advertise it. It's just a local fun hobby thing that I'm doing. But I have listeners in over 30 countries around the world that listen to this show, and it's and I it's got to be people that. Yeah, it's got to be people used to live here. I run across from Can- from Kansas City out here and in uh, San Francisco and in Sacramento area. Oh, Kansas City, my favorite place. Oh, my gosh. And what they always talk about is the restaurants. Yep. Greatest food, greatest food I yep. run across, and they've got a barbecue story or a food story or a yeah. steak story I tell of you, some sort. It's, it's amazing. It, in Kansas City, we're blessed with such a unique intersection of entertainment, life, food, and local family-owned restaurants. There, you know, amen, and and there's there's more than that. It's it's a it's a sense of oneness and unity that I've never run across and traveled hmm. all over. And we we ended up with 22 water parks and had them all over the world. And and that sense of unity and oneness, it's like a it's like a neighborhood. It's like a two million person neighborhood. You're, it's very very special. Never ran nothing like it that I know of. All right, Dave. Um, so shoot me an email. My email is Robert at makethemsmile.com. That's the email I have through my or my business, Best Regards Bakery. Shoot me email, reintroduce, remind me who you are. I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Beautiful. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank God you. God bless you guys. I, this, what a service you're doing to, to, to the community and to so many people. Dave, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. See you, bud. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, Ron. That was kind of neat, wasn't it? Uh, uh, his voice surprised me. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was fun watching you go through the process because you don't expect somebody from out of state. No, I was trying to think of, did you know Dave Bush? I was going to yeah. say to him. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he knows Dave Bush. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I've, I've had that a few times. You know, somebody calling from somewhere else in the country that were listening to the show, 
because they've heard about it, but they didn't even know that their cousin or brother or best friend was on a guest on my show. I know you know this, but you can hear your show online. Yeah. So he's online out oh, there. Yeah. Just so this oh, yeah. Right, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Yeah, very neat. All right. Okay, so before we go to the next caller, there's somebody that texted on the text line about sponsoring the show. Please call me. My email is going to be robert at makethemsmile.com or come by Best Regards Bakery. I would love to talk to you about sponsoring my show and keeping the show on for another year. So thank you, whoever you are. All right, let's go ahead and go to uh, line four, Rocco. Charlie, are you there, Charlie? Hello, hello, hello. Good. Do you have any good stories about Ron? Oh, boy. Yeah, the stories I know would put you off the air. I'm his <laughs> cousin. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so, do you remember uh, any of the restaurants? I'm doing fine, Charlie. How are you? Oh, whatever those. Doing good. Good, good. Well, you're doing a great job uh, about telling about the family and everybody. And uh, uh, you remember the picture that your dad had of your dad and Bob and one other fellow that was standing there in the white suit. You remember that picture? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, we he we had a meeting that uh, uh, with this guy at our 80th and Metcalf location. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was uh, it was Colonel S Colonel Sanders. That's right. Yeah, I got Very it. Good. And yeah. He wanted us to join with him to start the franchise here in Kansas City, but we were too busy at the time because we had two other restaurants we had built, so we had to decline. Which was a darn shame. <laughs> so, but yeah, Colonel, the Colonel himself. Well, the Colonel, the Colonel would have been death to the chef burger. So I'm, I'm kind of glad we missed that boat. Yeah, I isn't, know. Isn't that wild? You look back on time at some of the opportunities that you either missed or you luckily dodged. Yeah, this, uh, this picture Charlie's talking about was Dad standing, Mom standing between him and uh, Colonel Sanders, and Colonel's is about the size of my mom. Dad's quite a bit taller. And um, it was just, it was a great picture, and, uh, you know, we've got it yeah. immortalized at home. Well, Charlie, thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, all right, you you guys have, have a great day. You too. Bye, Charlie. All right, so, thank Ron, you. we're coming up. Uh, we still got a little time left, but is, are there any stories that I didn't ask about? Because I got, okay, for the listeners out there, you can't see this. I've got video I may post later, but he's got... Five menus sitting over there. He's got three pages of typewritten notes, single-spaced, of things that he wanted to remember. Yeah, you get it's, one. It's I'll a, give it, you one. It's a lot of memories. But uh, yeah. the, the fun thing is uh, I've got the riverboat. I've got the Westport one. And we got the uh, lobster tank down in the basement, okay, where we've got all these different size lobsters, one pound, one and a quarter, one and a half, two pounders. And they fill up this thing, and the water's there bubbling and everything. And uh, so the uh, 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 terminator, the uh, exterminator comes okay. in, and he sprays the basement, and he does the upstairs and does everything. And so I come down about six hours later, and every lobster is dead. Oh. Laying on his back with his feet in the air. And uh, I said, oh. I said more than that. And then, uh, so anyway, we had to limp, empty the lobsters out, had to change the water, had to take the filtration out, 
had to do all that, and I ordered about 30 more lobsters. So they come in the next day. I've got the water in there already. It's already getting cold. I get the new filters out. I put them in the filtration thing, and I put the lobsters in. I go back down about three hours later, all dead again. <laughs> so what I realized was that this, this exterminator sprayed everywhere, and yeah. he sprayed our filtration stuff. Yeah. So it, filled, it, was, it was a terrible story. Oh, you broke, know, I, I, broke my heart. When you were telling the story, I said, um, I think I would have tested that tank with some goldfish before I put lobsters in there. That's a good idea. This, this is coming from a, a, we've owned our business for 30 years, and I've learned to be, if I'm going to survive, I've got to be paranoid about stuff. So I kind of have a, I was, I, was, I was scared for you. All right, so um, Sunset Grill. I mean, tell me about that. Well, I, I, I lived across the street uh, in uh, Leewood South, and uh, I, uh, I noticed this uh, guy's restaurant was uh, closing. So I went over there and I looked at it and it looked pre- like a pretty nice place. So uh, I uh, talked to the landlord, a uh, great guy, and uh, we set up a deal. And uh, so I took over uh, the restaurant and made it Sunset Grill. We did a lo- lot of uh, renovation inside. Bert Canfield was my construction guy. Um, he did a great job. And um, so we opened it, called it Sunset Grill. Uh, it, uh, uh, did no business. We were there for 120 months, exactly 10 years. Uh, we had, that's how long the lease was. No, it was, oh, no? no, it was, okay. I had to cut it off and, uh, give it to another guy that turned over into a, uh, another restaurant. But, um, I made money of those 120 months, one single month that was about two years before that during december that wow. was never made money there whiskers was supporting the whole restaurant yeah so uh it was a good spot to run i love the food i love the staff staff out there was fantastic but our we only had business on the weekends uh, people would come out of leewood south they would turn north which would not take them by my restaurant so they, uh, we just didn't have traffic and that hurt our restaurant considerably you know people I'd say most people have no idea how much of a struggle it is for those of us in the restaurant business. It can be. be you know, because it's, they think, okay, if you have a great product, that's all you need. I mean, that's that, great, a great product isn't even 30% of what you have to have. It helps, you know, but then you've got to have the service. You've got to have the people. Then, you know, that they're, everybody, you know, the people come to us. We're near 119th and, and Metcalf. They say, well, you need a better location. You know, you're you're not on the 119th Street. I'm in the strip mall behind the building in front of us. I said, do you realize that I'd have to pay probably $4,000 a month more in rent just to move 100 feet closer to the street? Ouch. You know, and the, you know how many cookies I've got to sell to, to, to pay that much more rent? And, and people just don't understand that if you have good food or a good story environment that you love in a restaurant, no matter how hard it is to find, you better support them or we're going to be talking about them on the show. There's another story uh, about uh, that, that uh, I'm out at Whisker Rivies and uh, we're noticing our uh, food sales are declining slightly. And uh, I'm having an awful time keeping cooks in the kitchen. Their uh, prices are going up there. Uh, and this is all related to the casinos coming in town. They started to put out so many things uh, on their menu f- you know, uh, half price this, uh, inviting people up. Uh, the casinos were just attracting everybody. And because of that, they needed cooks. And they hired cooks, and they paid them about $1, $2 more 
So I I had a hard time keeping my staff. So I had to raise everything, yeah. uh, prices, uh, menu prices, everything. So it just made our life very difficult for a while there. Yeah. You know, everything goes through phases. You know, the, the labor shortage started about a year and a half before COVID. You know, so ra- the, the w- uh, wages were starting to go up. I mean, it, it's just a nightmare. So the, 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 I'll keep it short and not preachy. If you like a restaurant, you like the food or you like the people, you need to go and go often or we will not be here. I mean, it's, it's, it'd be as blunt as that. That's our prayer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, it is. You know, be, all right. So we're coming up on the end. Is there anything else you want to say to all your fans out there? Uh, I can tell you I appreciate everybody. We had a, we had a great following. Uh, a lot of support in the in, in the areas, and uh, uh, we, you know, would sponsor uh, certain baseball teams here and yeah. there and stuff like that. It was fun. Well, good. I mean, this was a joy. I hope you enjoyed this. I, I, I you're a you're a great host. Oh no, you know it's fun. It's just um, I I don't like talking to my guests ahead of time. They know that not knowing what we're going to talk about or what direction it's going to go. I haven't had a total train wreck of a show yet where we had dead air have avoided that so far that's good came close a couple of times you know when i had somebody answering open-ended questions with yes and no five times in a row right but my callers will bail me out if it gets too bad <laughs> and stuff but no I, I really enjoyed that thank you for coming in that was um and uh, we need to talk after the show about some of these other people we need to bring on the show while we still can because it's it's you can tell by the listeners and the text that the calls that that people care that we cherish these memories. We, Can I we, mention one name? Uh, make it quick. Paul Corey. Yep. Paul Corey would be an in, delightful person to have on. This I'll show. bring him in the first uh, Saturday morning he has open. Okay. All right. So for the rest of you, be sure to come by and see us at Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. We're at 119th and Glenwood, Overland Park. That's two blocks east of Metcalf. We're across the street from Cheesecake Factory, next door to Johnny's. And please remember that this is the month to spread joy and happiness. We want to become a part of that, whether that is meeting friends for breakfast or lunch or a treat or gift or satisfying your gifting needs. Let us know what you've been doing and we'll let us show you what we've been doing for the last 30 years. Lastly, don't forget that this and all of our podcasts are saved on podcast platforms. Just search for Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you, Ron. That was a joy. Rocco, great job on the boards today. And thank you for all of you listeners and the kind messages on the text line. I look forward to seeing you all here next week, next Saturday at 10 a.m. This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.